We've had uh, we had an amazing time last week, and Pastor Brent is going to do part two of that message. And so, um, yes, come on up, babe. Thank you, honey. Perfect. Thanks, Russ. you all know that you bear the reflection of Jesus? Seriously, I'm, what, I'm looking and seeing Jesus, Jesus everywhere, because he's in you. Uh, we're in this season of, of um, well, Christmas, December 1st. This is the Advent season, and uh, this is the time of Emmanuel, God with us, where um, God could no longer hold himself back and had to break into history uh, to become us, to become one of us through Christ, to to take upon himself anything and everything that would get in the way of, of our a close relationship with the Lord. And so this is a very special season that we're entering into. And before I go on, I just want to stop and pray. And, and we've, we've been singing our prayers all night. Jesus said, we're so grateful for what you've done. We're so grateful that, that you and the Father and Holy Spirit had a forever plan to, to come and to buy us, to, to redeem us, to purchase us for your very selves, and that we belong to you now. And so we just thank you for the, the tenderness of your heart tonight. Thanks for pouring out your spirit already and for your spirit within us that, that never goes away. There's, there's no distance. So we thank you, and we're, we're, in, we're opening up our hearts tonight. We're saying, God, would you take us deeper? Holy Spirit, touch every single person in a profound way tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So in this season of, of Christmas, you know, one of the things I often hear in, in Christian circles is, you know, they keep taking Christ out of Christmas. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a way to keep Christ in Christmas, and that is that you keep the awareness of Christ in your heart alive. See, no one can take that away. It doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It doesn't matter what the stores are doing. That is getting us way off of track. You already have Christ in you. He already is at the center of Christmas for you, and you get to share that everywhere you go just by your living love and living hope with everyone that you come in contact with, right? So we're going to go there tonight again. Last week... um, we started a message. Well, the message was um, the inward journey. Sorry, I don't have a title slide up tonight, but the inward journey. And um, I got so much instant feedback, and then I got feedback throughout the week uh, because we spent several times practicing how to connect with Jesus inside of you rather than hoping that maybe he's out there and maybe he'll listen to you and you can somehow you know, coax him to come. But no, he's right here always. And, and I got such immediate feedback and then feedback throughout the week. I said, okay, we got to keep going here. Some, the Lord is doing something pretty special. And I will say this, that, that, that God is making himself so accessible 
to those who want him. Now, don't, don't get down on yourself if you're saying, well, I want him and I'm not feeling him. No problem. Bill just spoke to that and said, said there's, sometimes there's some grave clothes. There's some things that the Lord's taken off and saying, yeah, there's been some things hindering you, but I see your heart that wants me. We're gonna, I'm going to make sure that you experience me. So we're in an amazing time. And, and if we have time later, I'm even going to talk about, you know, dry seasons a little bit, what those are. I hope to get there. If not, maybe there's part three. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> uh, but, but there's this verse from Jesus saying that the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is within you. We think of everything as far away. It's not. Everything's right here. Christ in you. I, I, this is a, just a quick recap from last week. A couple scriptures that I, I reminded you about. Colossians 1, 26 and 27. There's a divine mystery, a great, a secret surprise that's been concealed from the world for generations. But now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer. That's you. Okay, this is talking about you. To experience, this is what you are to experience, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. And this mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people. And God wants everyone to know it. Here's another verse we used last week. It is God who said, let brilliant light shine out of darkness that has shown into our hearts, into our hearts, you see how into, 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 to enlighten them with the knowledge, that's experience, experiential knowledge of God's glory, the glory on the face of Christ. So the very glory of the face of Christ dwells in you. That's what this says. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within, there it is within again, so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's and not ours. I like your amens. I feed off of those. I really do. <laughs> I mentioned last week something as well. I said, I said that often when I think of Christ in me, I think of him saturating every cell of my body because he does. This is the truth. He's in everything. And, and uh, here's, here's some, you know, a strand of, of DNA. And, do you know, scientists have proven that each one of us, our DNA, carries a song in it that's unique from every other of the five, six billion people in the world. Isn't that crazy, amazing, wonderful? Jesus is in the midst of everything that you are. He created you. And, and so I mentioned a scripture last week, but I didn't actually go to it. So here's the scripture I mentioned last week. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all of creation. And in him, all things were created. All things. Things in heaven, on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Everything. Whether people know it or not, every, every single person alive is being held together by the power and the love of Jesus, whether they know it yet or not. This is just the way it is. He's the only life source there is. 
So this is why I've been saying over and over again, and we're going to practice this again tonight, but we're not looking externally. We're not saying, Jesus, I know you're out there somewhere. If I pray the right prayer, maybe you'll come and, and bless me. He says, no, I am blessing you, and I'm right here. I'm right here. And so we, I read a little bit from this book uh, last week. I'll read a little bit more later, Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ. And um, I'm going to give a quick review of that as well. And we're also going to hear a few testimonies. So if I asked you, don't worry, I haven't forgotten you. Um, the author of this book, who's written many, many books, is Madame Guillaume. I butchered that name last week. <laughs> I Americanized it. <laughs> uh, and uh, there you go. There's the dates um, of her life. This woman, for those of you that remember all that I shared last week, she she she... She writes about this inward journey, how to find, find Jesus in the stillness within, how to quiet our minds. That's our biggest issue, is we cannot quiet our minds because we're so used to trying to do everything ourselves or think that if we're going to get a result, it's everything that we do that gets it. No, it's not. It's Christ in you. And so how do we quiet our minds? So she writes these books. She has amazing insight. But as I, as I read about her life this last week, I was, I was even more amazed. Um, because she grew up, um, she was a sick, very sick child. She, um, when she was, let's see, when she was 15, well, she wanted to be a nun. Her parents said no. She couldn't go and be a nun. And, um, and by the way, a quick thank you, Jesus. Suzanne wanted the same thing, but she didn't become a nun either. <laughs> That's a different story, but it's similar. And our boys are also very happy. <laughs> True story. True story about her wanting to be a nun. Um, she wanted to be a nun. Her parents said no. But instead, they did a, a, pre a prearranged marriage. And when she was 15, she married a 38-year-old man um, who was, it was not a good experience. Um, she, her, she had a very, very hard life with her mother-in-law, um, and, and uh, she lost, like so many people next, near her that, that she loved, she lost a half-sister, her mother, um, a child. Uh, uh, within, very shortly after that, she lost her father and another child within a few days. Um, she did still have, her husband died 10 years later. She, um, she, was, an or she was a widow uh, with three children. So she had five children in total. Two of them died. She was a widow at age 28. Uh, with three children. And this is the woman that changed a whole lot of life and history for a whole lot of people because of her decision in the midst of all this to find Jesus right here and what he did to her heart. You know, this, this is why there's so much power behind what she shares because it's so real. And, and then I also found out that, that the Catholic Church wasn't so hot on her ideas of, in, of this inward journey and, and really didn't think that that was correct, so much so that she was imprisoned several times, the last time in Bastille. And she was imprisoned for over eight years. And in there, what did she do? Just like Paul in the Bible, she wrote a whole bunch more things so that by the time she got out of there, she had a whole lot more to share. And, and, then, and then she had 15 more years of her life after she got out of prison where 
where pretty much she stayed with her son, but then all kinds of people made pilgrimages to find her and get the, and their lives were just changed. Isn't that amazing? Just when you learn about somebody, all of a sudden what they're writing is just so much richer because you realize, just like all of us, life is tough at times, right? And if we don't find, I just mentioned about, you know, finding Christ in Christmas because he's right here. If we don't find Jesus in the midst of our stuff, if we're waiting for our stuff to change so we find our peace, we're going to be waiting the whole, our whole lives for that. He is our peace and he's here right now. And in the midst of it, in the midst of whatever you're going through, you can have a deep abiding joy. It's, this is the only place it comes from. But it's right here. You're also not lacking it. We, we believe a lie that when you say, well, I don't have, I don't have joy. I don't have faith. I don't have, that's not true. You actually have it all. You have, everything that's his is already yours. So it's a matter of how do you get in touch with what, who, who he is in you. Because he's right there. So that's what we're going after today. Um, I hope that was good and helpful for you. It was for me just to learn more about her. And so last week we talked about praying the scripture. About, by the way, I wanted to say this, because I know there are some studious ones in here, like lovers, you know, teachers, lovers of the word. Wonderful. Madame Guillaume would never say that you should not study the scriptures. That's not, she's not saying one over the other. She's just saying, in order to find Jesus, go this way, not that way. You know, she was trying to help people center in and quiet your minds. But the study of Scripture is awesome. It's, so it's not one or the other. I just wanted to say that really quickly, just, just so that you don't think that's what I'm saying or what she was saying. So we talked about praying the Scriptures, which is different than reading Scriptures. Sometimes we can read lots of Scripture. She says, no, just take a passage and just chew on it and digest it and, and, and slow down. And the words that start to draw you into Jesus, cool, park it there because that was the goal. The goal of the word as the Spirit breathes on it is to show us Jesus. That's the goal because he's the one that changes us. And sometimes we, we're reading the words thinking, well, if I just get the concepts down and, I, and then I can change myself more. No. <laughs> Let me say that again. If I just get the concepts, I can change myself more. No, that's not the way the gospel works. That's not the way the kingdom works. It's the more that you get in touch with Jesus, the more that he changes you, the more that you become like him because the one that you behold is the one that you become. That's right out of scripture. So, so let's try this again. I'm, I did a different verse last time. I'm going to try one more. This is just one. I, I picked... I've done this so many times this week, just picking verses and starting to digest them. And I just go into a really happy, yummy, fun place. Um, but this was one that I particularly liked. So once again, let me, just, let me just do this with you. This is from Psalm 145, verse 7, the Passion Translation. Our hearts bubble over. <laughs> Our hearts bubble over. Right? Like right now, if this does anything to you, just keep going there. You wouldn't even have to keep going with the verse. Bubble, bubble, bubble. His, <laughs> our hearts are bubbling up. See, see your heart as this, as, as this place that's holding the goodness and the love of Jesus. And it's bubbling up and it's bubbling over as we celebrate the fame of your marvelous beauty. Oh, God. So the more we celebrate you 
and celebrate how you're getting noticed, Jesus. You're getting noticed because of your beauty. And Father, your beauty. is. So we're just going to take a look at your beauty. We're going to take a look at your eyes of love, your tenderness, your compassion. You're so good. And the more that we see you and the more we celebrate you, God, our hearts are bubbling up and they're bubbling up and they're bubbling over. And they're bringing bliss. They're bringing bliss. It's bringing bliss to our hearts. Oh, God, fill our hearts with bliss. The joy, the joy of being yours, the joy of knowing you. So I'm going to stop there only because, as I said last week, when I do this, I'm feeling a lot of things, but it's different when I'm by myself. It's a little bit different when I have a microphone in front of a bunch of people. But I'm absolutely feeling the things that I, that I talked to you about. It's just that if I were doing this, I probably would have stopped after the first couple of words for quite a while <laughs> and really enjoyed what, what was going on in here. In fact, um, I've been doing this a whole lot the last couple of weeks. And the, just like Madame Guillaume would say, is that the more you, the more you, um, the more the Lord teaches you how to do this, the easier it becomes. It just becomes uh, something more quickly um, that you can tap into his presence. Like it's, this is not hard work. In fact, it's the, again, quoting, quoting, quoting her, um, the, the deeper the things are in the kingdom, the, the more profound the things are in the kingdom, you approach it as a child. You approach it as a child. The, the, the things that seem the most difficult are the easiest. Meaning, that's why we're missing it. Because we're, we're way overthinking it. Um, and so, the other thing we went over last week was waiting on the Lord. Which was similar to the first one, except waiting on the Lord was really, truly, once, once you hit on any word that begins to, make, to, to allow you to feel Jesus you don't go any further. You're just enjoying him and enjoying him. And you're putting little words on your mouth. Um, you know, I love you. I love you, Jesus. And, and the goal is to experience him. So, so you're really, you're not even, this one was digesting a whole scripture with the, the waiting on the Lord. You're really, that's not even the goal. It's like once you, even one word begins to draw you into him, it's already served its purpose. What you were reading has already served its purpose. You don't even need to go back to that. So in other words, it's a way to almost just draw your heart to quiet your mind. She does say that the scripture helps us to quiet our minds um, and to find Jesus within. So before I go on, I want to invite up a few people um, who let me know um, after last week that they were on this same inward journey. And I told each of the people that are going to share. We're going to hear totally total from four people that I've asked to share. Um, I've, I've, they don't, um, I've let them know it's not about any of us having it all together. We don't have the answers. We're all on this journey of learning what that's like. And for each person, it just hit them in a different way. So I'm like, would you share it? Would you share it? Because I think it'll help us all in the journey. Um, so I think, let me see, I had an order for this. Uh, 
So let's start with Terry Carlisle. So Terry, come on up. Where's Terry? Oh, there you are. Just said, uh, I'm for the scripture. It's um, good you said that we didn't have to have it all together. When, um, when he told me about maybe sharing, I thought this was the right sweatshirt. I don't think you guys can read it in the back, but it says seriously clueless. So I <laughs> thought it was a fitting for, for what we're going through um, or for what I'm going through right now. But um, several weeks ago, about six or seven weeks ago, I started reading a Gene Edwards book. Probably several of you have heard of Gene Edwards. He did D- Divine Romance, um, Three Kings, books like that. Um, and he wrote a book called Living Closer to God um, When You're Not Good at It. <laughs> so I've been reading that, and a lot of it is is exactly what Madame Guyon has um, been talking about. Um, he, one of the things he said was, especially in this world, we're so busy and the real goal is to um, quiet our minds. Um, he also said that his grandfather, who is illiterate, um, was closer to God than any of his um, theological friends. So I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, so so I, I started doing this journey several weeks ago, about a month and a half ago. And um, I found myself more than anything just crying. And I don't like to cry. In fact, um, I look at Susan. I, it was probably maybe a couple of years ago. Um, she had mentioned that um, Christ is in us. And for us to, to commune with Christ, we have to go within. And I thought, that's a great idea. But in my mind, I had this vision of me going like Frodo into the depths of the mountains where it's dark and I would meet Gollum and Gollum was me, you know. So I was just a little bit afraid of doing that. Um, but um, just the reality of it, when, it, when Pastor Brent, because I started doing it and I found it hard and I found myself leaking when I wasn't praying and um, so when Pastor Brent started talking about last week, it's like, okay, this is from God. And, of course, I came up with the excuse right away, and I emailed him on Sunday. It <laughs> didn't take long. And said, yeah, but every time I do it, I cry. I didn't want to. Um, and then it's easier, and, and maybe for a lot of people, it was easier for me just to worship through worship music and not go into that depth. Um, so... Through the worship and, and knowing where God was leading me, um, I was asking for help. Um, when I emailed Brent, I wasn't. I was looking for an excuse. But um, <laughs> but God gave me help, and he, he brought me to Psalm, Psalm 84, and that's why I pulled this out. And it's, um, how enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord within their hearts are the highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valleys of tears, they dig deep to find that pleasant pool where others only find pain. He gives them a brook of blessing filled from the rain of an outpouring. So um, it just encouraged me to keep on pressing. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. And um, next will be Vivian Fee. 
Thank you. Um, I have to say that uh, about three, four months ago, I actually was in a very uh, quiet place. And like to me, it's like a very rare luxury that I share with some of you. Um, so during that time, um, I, I just love on the word of God. And I love to be in his presence. And that is something that I always love to do because I know that it's not just I needed him, but um, I want to be with him. And that is something what I experienced. Um, like for about 20-something uh, years ago, I learned about um, the deep things that Pastor Brent uh, taught us last week. And... So I think recently um, I became very busy again. I have become very busy because I uh, attended a music school full-time. So I am taking eight classes, and all of them, like, um, just midterms and finals right now. So, But um, I have to share that uh, I have been very busy, but um, nothing to boast about. But after school, I would go to a Catholic church um, uh, near my home, actually, is in Fremont. And it's also a very rare luxury that um, they have an adoration chapel there that people 24-7 can just go there. No music. Um, I just enjoy sitting there, and there are people who just sit there and just gaze on Jesus, just gaze on, just be in his presence. And that also encouraged me a lot to just watch um, people just hungry for God and just just very sweet. So four days a week, um, sometimes five days a week, I would just go there. Uh, no matter how busy, because I told myself, God is the one who gave me this opportunity to go to the school. And if I, if I, you know, there's a lot of reason that I could just go home and study. Um, but I said, I have to make this choice. So I would just go to that church for about like two, three hours. I would just be in his presence and pray in tongue in my, in my heart. Um, just read the Bible. So every day I would do that about four days a week, four to five days a week. And, but I couldn't, I long for deeper. Um, there are some books uh, about mystics that Pastor Brent talked about, um, and maybe contemplative prayer and different things like that. I, I was not able to go back to those books. But uh, last week when Pastor Brent talked about um, there, there was a very, very miraculous moment um, well, with the teachings uh, last week. Um, so that was a preparation for my heart to receive more. And so, so there was the, the music, right? The music, the ocean. And that was um, one of my most favorite songs and also one of the songs Actually, that was the song that um, actually caused me a lot of trouble. But when that song was played and with the teaching that was prepared, that prepared my heart, um, I was able to, it was miraculous. It was like I entered into another realm, a spiritual realm. It was so peaceful, so sweet, so quiet. Uh, it was very sweet, even though two minutes. So it, it was powerful. 
Um, so when I when I went home, um, I actually looked for the music, but I couldn't. So I'm glad that it's, it's on podcast. So I'm lis- uh, listen to it again and again. And um, but what is more miraculous is that finally, because of the um, because of the um, what happened last Saturday here, I could actually pull out the books that I really love um, uh, about what what Pastor Brand taught about going deeper, that I, I, I had to because um, something was birthed in my heart. So I could pull it out and actually, um, instead of just going to the church, actually, I wanted to do more. So that is something that I, so I could do right now, even though I'm so busy. So, yeah. Thank you. And uh, one more for right now before we're going to try something together, um, and that is Kat. Sign in. First Kat. Oh, perfect. I guess you need that. I could do it without the mic. Thank you. Um, so I think this past year, I've just been really wrestling with the fact that I think I've known that I've been a Christian ever since I was five, but I didn't know that I was a daughter. And I think sometimes you can actually go to the father differently depending on how you see yourself. Like, Christian's one thing, daughter's a different thing. And so lately I've just been really honest because I'm starting to feel safe being honest, honest with the Lord and Everybody, for whatever reason, like this year has been really hard for me to connect. And so I just started doing what everybody told you to do. And that's just wake up one day and ask God what he thinks of you. And I did that for like maybe three days and nothing was happening. I couldn't hear anything. And so I just finally said, okay, I'm not Heidi Baker. I'm not Brent. (laughs) I am not. I I can figure all these these people have itinerant ministries. I said, you know... Is there some kind of secret? Because I don't know what it is. And and so I kind of went on this journey of like, okay, I'll keep doing this. And I'll keep doing this. And so the week before Pastor Rent spoke, or, well, last two weeks ago, the Holy Spirit just, like, I wasn't even paying attention. And he just said, would you just look inward? Okay. So I was looking inward and... It started something, and I started being like, oh, yeah. Because I think a lot of times when I did come to the Lord, it was like, I can't be still. I've got all this stuff going on, and I have been really busy. I've been, up until recently, I'd been working like sometimes 12-hour days, and it was just really hard to be still. And so, yeah, the week before Pastor Ren had talked about it, I was like, okay, I know, I know that this is true. And so I had to kind of like grasp on the roots of like certain verses that I could hang my hat on and and one of them is if you ask us to we'll come and live inside of you so I was like okay I got that I got that and so I did it once a little bit and I felt like a real sweetness and then I had to get going for work and so when when Pastor Rent had talked um, I was doing sound last week and I was completely gripped just with live in awe of the uh, live in holy awe of God and so I tried it, um, and this time it was a lot different. Um, 
I was, I usually I like to read the whole verse and like eat it up and be like, okay, there's my checkbox for the day. And I couldn't get past live in the holy awe of God. And I kept doing it when I got in the car. And if anybody knows me, I'm always trying to get to the next place I have to be. So I'm speeding down 680 and <laughs> breaking some laws. But, um, but in that space, like, I didn't want to speed. Like, I was just like, I'm just going to live in the holy awe of God. And it stayed with me. And it stayed with me. Like, I didn't have any visions. I didn't have, like, all of a sudden this download that everybody talks about. But I had this thing. All of a sudden, I felt peace. Like, it's like I could just get away from what this is, like, rushing. And I could go where we really live. Like, really being seated in heavenly places. And one thing that happened from that, and so this, I started doing it after that Saturday that Pastor Brent spoke. And then Sunday, it was like, it's kind of a little bit of a challenge. Monday was a little bit easier. Tuesday and Wednesday, I was busy. And I like to watch TV to unwind. I could flip back into that place when, it, when I had that sacred time with the Lord. I didn't, like, push it off like I got to go to bed. Like, I could just flip back and be like, I'm going to live in the holy awe of God. And so what I felt was like there was this, I don't know what it was, like an impartation of just being able to just go straight in. And it, I'm not saying that I got it, like I'm all set, but it was a little bit easier every single time I did it. And all the stuff that I used to argue with the Lord about or, or kind of like dump my crap on just kind of meeting him, it, was, it didn't even matter anymore. I, like I didn't care. And I, there was a supernatural knowing that he was trustworthy. Um, and I had hope again, and I had vision again, but I felt like there was this grace to keep doing it, and it didn't feel like something that I had to, like, erase a lot of stuff out of my day. It, it just fit right in with everything else that I had to do, and so, um, yeah, no, I'm just really grateful, um, actually for you guys, but also just, there are people that I thought of who do this all the time that are here, and so I kind of copied you too, so... Anyways, I'm just really thankful for the Holy Spirit because, yeah, I, I really, like, it was a gift of faith. Like, I didn't have to squeeze it out of me. It just came just because there was a connection with the Father. And so, like, yeah, even my attitude's, like, different. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm a little bit lighter. So, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Thank you. So good. Um. Hmm. We're going to, in just a minute, we're going to, right now we're going to try something together um, around the Lord's Prayer. I wanted to touch on something you said, though, Kat. You, you had mentioned um, that really what you were talking about was more of a, a small but powerful, you know, inner feeling, this connection, rather than this outward dreams, visions, massive encounter and we all, we, I think sometimes, especially in this culture where we're so open to those things, we, we think those are above, you know, just connecting in with him. When in reality, connecting in with him is the big deal. Like that little small thing you feel is the big deal. Even when you don't feel it, and this is part of the dryness, and you still, you're not feeling him and you still say, I, I love you, Lord. 
See, we, we think that our greatest moments are when we have that vision, that encounter. That was a gift from the Lord. That had nothing to do with you, actually, other than he loves you. But it was just a gift, right? But actually, I think if, if he had a favorite moment, it would be much more along the lines of when you weren't feeling anything that time and you told me you loved me. I love that time. See how different he would be? The Lord would see it. I don't know if he has favorite times because it's probably all his favorite. But, but you know what I'm saying? We, we tend to, to, to grade things. And we're looking for this big encounter, this big experience. And I would say the more you can tap in this way to the one who lives in you, some of those other things will come as they come. But that is the big deal, touching his heart. So, Kat, when you talked to me last week, and you mentioned it again, it was about the Father. You came in, you said there was something about finding the Father within. And I said, oh, that's good. I want to tap into that because, because since the name of her book is in Experiencing Jesus Christ, you know, you might be thinking that we're only talking about Jesus, but that's not true. That's where you find the Father. That's where you find the Holy Spirit. I know it can get a little confusing because you're like, wait a minute. I thought Jesus left and the Holy Spirit came back. I know. It, this is where our brain starts to, to try to figure things out. And then we get confused. And then all of a sudden, God feels far away again. The reality is, is that the, the Spirit of Christ lives in you. Jesus and the Father are one. I can show you all the scriptures. It's like there's no separation. And so, um, and so, so it's right to look inward to find the Father. In fact... The deeper you go, the more you start to feel slight variations of what each, what Jesus, Father, Holy Spirit feel like. If you don't know that yet, keep going. You'll start to, there's little variations. It's like, oh, I, if you don't figure that out yet, don't worry about it. Don't overthink it. <laughs> That's where we keep getting in problems. Don't overthink it. I'm just giving you some, you know, some things to look forward to if you haven't experienced that yet. And so as you talked about, you know, finding the Father within, I found this in, in Madame, Madame Guillaume's book. There it is. Yeah. And so we're going to do this together. In fact, so she, this, this chapter is, she writes a chapter, because remember, she was, she was living in the 1600s, right? She writes this chapter to people who can't read. You might be thinking, well, that's interesting. How do they read a chapter? Obviously, other people are reading it to them. And, and so she's writing it to them saying, that's, not a, that's no hindrance to you. If you can't read the scriptures, no problem. She says, remember the Lord's Prayer? She says, that's all you need. And so we're going we're gonna to go there right now. And I'm going to read as, as we go there. I'm going to read from her book. Um, sorry, I have little notes everywhere. There we are. Okay. So get, get comfortable. You're going to be finding Jesus, Father, Spirit within you. But we're going to start. We're going to start with Father. And she says, now, there in his presence, simply begin to repeat the Lord's Prayer. But begin with the word, Father. And as you do, let the full meaning of that word deeply touch your heart. Believe that the God who lives inside you is indeed so willing to be your Father 
<laughs> pour out your heart to him as a little child pours out his heart to his father or her heart to his, her father. And never doubt your Lord's deep love for you. Never doubt his desire to hear you. So we're going to take just a few minutes. Talk to Father. Papa, Daddy, who's in you. Father, you love me. I love you, and you love me. And you can ask him, what do you see in me as your daughter, as your son? is of course you wait and after waiting you will sense when it is time to go on and when that moment comes simply continue on in the Lord's prayer and as you speak the words thy kingdom come call upon your Lord the king of glory to reign in you Give yourself up to God. Give yourself to God so that he may do in your heart what you have so long been a failure trying to do. Acknowledge before him his right to rule over you. We're still praying, thy kingdom come. Acknowledge before him that his right to rule over you. And at some point in this encounter with your Lord, you will feel deep within your spirit that it's time to simply remain silent before him. And when you have such a sense, do not move on to the next word. Not as long as that sense continues with you. You see, it is the Lord himself who was holding you to silence. So just agree, Father, your kingdom come. King of glory, reign in me.
give you the right to rule as my king. sense of waiting upon him has passed then go on again to the next words of the Lord's prayer your will be done on earth as it is in heaven praying these words humble yourself before the Lord earnestly asking him to accomplish his whole will in you and through you Surrender your heart into his hands. Surrender your freedom into his hands. Yield to your sweet Lord his right to do what pleases him. sometimes helps just kind of so you're the only one that can hear it she goes on since we were praying for his will to be done on the earth as it is in heaven she goes on and says do you know what his will is his will is that his children love him and therefore when you pray Lord your will be done you are actually asking the Lord to allow you to love him so begin to love him and as you do ask him to give you his love. you right now with the the little time we're going to go on with this part. I just want you to go back to anything that was said. Maybe it's just Father, Father at the beginning. Just go wherever you're feeling life. 
go there again with him. So we're going to continue on, <clears throat> and um, we're going to do this in again in just a moment. Um, but I've asked um, another person that shared some with me last week was Bill Hernandez, and I just asked if he would share a little bit of what was going on inside of him. And we're going to try something else. So come on up, Bill. Oh, I'm still stuck on, like, you know, father, you know? I'm still kind of stuck there. I'm, I'm, I'm there right now. And um, so it turned, uh, the, the father turned into um, daddy. Have you ever heard, like, a little kid? And they're saying, daddy, they do, just with that. There's just this little plea, daddy. That, and that's what I was sensing myself doing. And it turned into dada. So and then it turned to da, and I'm just saying da. <laughs> and uh, he was holding me in his arms, and I was just saying, "Hold me, hold me, daddy, da." So he's holding me, and it was kind of like, it was almost like, you know, um, your mother has a womb, and it, your dad doesn't have a womb, but it's kind of like the Lord was showing me this holding his arms is the father's womb. That's kind of like a womb. And I was being held in, 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 in my father's womb, in Da's womb. So that's that kind of something else. That's kind of unusual. I go, whoa. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't prepare anything as, as eloquent as, as Terry. So, um, but anyway, so uh, when we were doing the scripture, I, got, I was getting... The, um, you know, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. And it was just those three words, the Lord is my shepherd, as I was just kind of thinking about it. And I was thinking, the Lord, because we were supposed to go slow, right? So I was just going, the, well, there's nothing, the, the, Lord. Okay, Lord. And I was just thinking, not, it's not a Lord, it's not the, you know, Lord of a castle. Um, it's the Lord, so the Lord of the earth. No, the Lord of 
the solar system bigger, the Lord of the galaxy bigger, the Lord of the universe bigger, bigger than that, the Lord of the cosmos. And I was thinking, that's big. And he goes, bigger. I said, the, the Lord of all. The Lord of all. That one that controls everything, everything, like it was in that Colossians, everything is in him and through him. All, all of that, he, the Lord is. And I was thinking, is. Five minutes from now, he's still going to be is. An hour from now, he's still going to be is. The Lord is. The Lord will continue to be is tomorrow, two weeks from now, 20 years from now. He will always be ising. He'll be the is. The Lord is. The I am, the great I am. The Lord is my, and I was thinking, my shepherd, my, not my shepherd, my, and I was thinking, my, the Lord is my. I said, I am his, and he is mine. I said, you are mine, Lord. It's like, you belong to me. It was kind of like, I possess you, Lord, just as much as you possess me. So you are my Lord. Because if, if you weren't mine, if it was just this one-way street, then it doesn't work. And also it would be um, uh, just a point. We'd be mere acquaintances if there was no I am yours and, and you are mine. So here is the, the great Lord of the cosmos who always is mine. And I am his, my shepherd. And I thought, shepherd. And a shepherd, what does a shepherd do? The shepherd, he takes care of the sheep. He watches over the sheep. He knows exactly what the sheep need. He protects the sheep. He knows where they're going. He knows where to take them. The Lord of the cosmos, who is mine and always is, will always be shepherding me and always be guiding me, and always be taking me in the right place. Isn't that awesome? Wow. That was really good. So we're going to go there. In that same chapter where Madame Guillaume is... uh, Still butchering it, but that's okay because I'm American. Um, can't quite get there yet. Uh, in the same chapter where she's writing to people who can't read, she says, "She says this." Whoa! No, she didn't say whoa. She didn't. She said, "Perhaps you wish to come to him as your shepherd." So she's giving an image. Come to him then as a sheep who is looking to his shepherd. For his real food. As you come to him, utter something like this. Oh, loving shepherd. You feed your flock with yourself. You are really my daily bread. 
So here it is, Psalm 23 in the Passion Translation. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure. So we're going to, once again, take a few moments for you to connect inward to your shepherd. And as you're looking at this, again, I think it helps. You don't have to do this. You could try to do it all in your mind, but I think it helps if you're at least whispering on your lips, even if you're not, you know, audibly anything coming out. I just think it's, there's something that's going on differently with how you're processing And so as you're looking at this, and as you just heard what Bill said, maybe you already heard enough. You don't even need this scripture on the screen. Just close your eyes, and if something Bill just spoke started touching you and you want to go there with him, with the Lord. But if not, if you get to the Lord as my best friend, my my best friend, he's my best friend. If that's enough for you, stop right there and park it. Or if you want to to do so at the shepherd, or maybe it's one of those other phrases to rest in his luxurious love. What is that? Like, let yourself go there with him. So we're just going to take a few minutes and let you do that.
Some of you are not feeling connected. Just keep going, looking up. Read some more words until something strikes a chord in you. And then just turn inward again and find Jesus in that place. to um, hear from a few of you, either from the previous experience when we were um, meditating, finding, uh, finding him inward through the Lord's Prayer, or this one, Psalm 23. So if you got, if you just want to share what it felt like, or an experience, or if you want to share an insight, like for me, I won't, I won't share it right now, but, sorry. Oh. Okay, perfect. Um, I won't I won't share it right now because I'd rather hear from you. But just in just in my time, I just got a complete revelation about one of the lines up there. So if that's you, complete revelation just means a deeper understanding. I guess is what I'm saying. Like something just became clearer to you. So does anyone want to share? Yeah, come on up. I knew you. I knew you would, Rachel. I just did. Been feeling you connecting. <laughs> So this has actually been a journey I've been ongoing for a while. Um, but one thing that I have learned, and I was just connecting with the Lord, is like I was connecting over a best friend. Um, and when I think of like if I were to physically have a best friend with me, it's someone who um, knows my dreams and knows my heart and knows my desires, but also just wants to like sit and be like, like hear how my day is what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. I can just share random, like, when I really like something, I just will, like, say it over and over and over to people I know. Um, and, like, or if I dislike something, I also make it really clear. And, like, I feel like it's the same with the Lord, where it's, like, he knows my, not just, like, he knows my dreams and my desires, but also it's, like, reciprocal, where he shares his dreams and desires and also just what's on his heart, like, random stuff. And then I can share with him what is, like, just random stuff, like, uh, three positive things from the day, Lord, that you have for me at the end of the day. And he'll just share random things. And it's, like, lovely to share. And it's just, like, like if we were to have a best friend, that's what he would be. That's what he is to us. And it's reciprocal where I can share with him and he shares with me. Yeah. It's fun. Ask him. That's so good. That's so good. Who else wants to share something that specifically I'm hoping something like how he encountered you like tonight, you know? So come on up. And then, yeah, then you next. Um, And I want to say this. The enemy loves to do a number to tell you why, you know, you're the one person that's never going to get this or it's not for you, it's for everybody else. Those are all lies. And so when you hear these stories, don't think of yourself as, well, I'm less than because I didn't have that encounter. Just be encouraged that God encounters his kids. The reason for testimonies is actually to draw you, to make your heart even hungrier to keep going. All right? So don't give up. So I was on that, the same word as Rachel, best friend, but I was also on shepherd, like both words. Like I kept going back and forth. I, I, I never 
at least that I can remember, gone back and forth between two words over and over again. Um, so that was new for me. But when best friend, um, at first I was at shepherd and just thinking of all the times, I just, shepherd, shepherd, he protects me, he guides me, he leads me, and then when I get into trouble, he chases the enemy down and, you know, and I just thought of like how King David wrestled the lion and the bear to protect his sheep. And, um, but then I thought, but he's not just my protector. He's my best friend. He wants to be close. He's close to me. He's close to me. And he desires to be close to me. I would desire to be close to him. And just over and over, like, you know, I'm safe. He's my shepherd. And he's my best friend. So. Thank you. This is Sonia. So um, when you said approach him like a shepherd, and what would you say? And uh, so I quietly said, bah. and that's, that's what we were laughing at over there. <laughs> but um, so I was trying to think, okay, how do I connect with him as a shepherd? You know, so I was a little lamb. And I said, well, it doesn't feel right for me to be talking to you. So I went up to him as a little lamb, and I was just thinking, you know, uh, you know, shepherd, I'm a little lamb, and it's dark, and I'm not quite comfortable where I am, and should we be moving to another place, and is this the right thing? And, and I was just kind of thinking to him about my uneasiness. And as a shepherd, he... Um, he like he knelt down to me, and you know in the movies where he's speaking in Aramaic, you don't know what he's saying, but he's saying something really <laughs> profound, you know. <laughs> and so he was cradling my head in both of his hands, and my little head was like this cute little sheep head, and he was cradling my little lamb head and speaking, and I was just so. You know, I was just looking up into his face, just listening to him, just speaking whatever it was that he was saying. And I didn't know what it was, but whatever it was, it was okay. <laughs> so good. Reminds me of the passage in Luke where, where Jesus is saying, um, do, you know, do not be afraid, little lammies. That's what he's saying. You know, um, because it's the Father's pleasure to take care of you. Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious, you little lammies. The other thing about a testimony like this is that, um, is that for some of you, especially those that maybe are more visual, like you started to see that, you get to use that if you want. You can, on your way home, you can see yourself as a little lammy that Jesus is talking to. Totally works. And those of you that, that started to feel something or, or experienced something, go back there. Any, any window like this is an invitation you can go back. Don't ever feel like um, when an experience has ended, that's the last time you get to experience it. It's actually just an invitation for more if you want to go back. Um, he, he's so good and he's so big and he's so vast and he's so kind. Uh, and so there's so much waiting for us. He's so excited. Like we're, we're, starting, we're starting to get it. We're starting to get that we can have so much more than we thought we could. 
And, and part of it, I, I'm just going to say this too, part of it is some, somewhat getting over the weirdness of saying, well, I'm just going to say this, but isn't this a little new agey? You know, we have some of those fears like, are we going too far? Are we, you know, are we just opening ourselves up to anything? Well, let's see. You're opening yourself up to love. You're opening yourself up to joy. Those are really good things. And the thing about the whole, the whole New Age movement, they have, a, they have a lot of truth embedded in it. They have the wrong interpretations or the wrong origins of things. But that's why sometimes we, we steer away from the things that seem too much like this or that, when in reality, some of those groups have got a lot of truth in it. The, the light, the, you know, the aura, that there's things that are really close to the truth. They just, just don't have quite the right person behind it and the right interpretation. And in many of those cases, when we've been with people to, and actually told them about Jesus, we've actually been able to see that the Lord was speaking to them already in certain ways. They just didn't know who he was yet. It's like Paul saying, let me, let me tell you about this idol to the unknown God you've been worshiping. Let me tell you who he really is. He didn't try to change their minds about the wrong gods. He was saying, you're close, but let me tell you who he really is. So I don't know if that was helpful or not. I just want to, I think I just want to give you permission that this isn't like out there weird, you know, you making stuff up. No, this is all in the scriptures. We've just, there's been a lot of reasons why the enemy has tried to close us down, shut us down from actually encountering Jesus. Because if we really go there, there's no stopping us. There's no, there isn't, you know, we get everything. Everything that's his is ours. Um, I would like to ask if the prayer teams would come up. We're, we're at that point where, and, and parents, in just a moment, um, if you would please uh, get your children. We want to honor Katie and the other others that might be working with them. And, um, and so in just a minute, if you, if you guys have any word of knowledge, think about that for a minute. I'm going to ask you. <clears throat> so um, we, most weeks we like to have prayer teams up here because God likes touching people and praying. And I mean, he likes healing people. He's just what he does. And so um, there's a lot of different ways the Lord speaks to us and touches us. And sometimes it's through healing. And um, we're seeing lots of amazing things going on. We just had a gathering last night uh, of this team and got to hear lots of stories. Um, sometimes we don't get to all hear the stories. But, but when we get together and share, we realize God is moving. Lots of people are getting healed. A lot of the healing is physical. Some of the healing is emotional. And a lot of times they're interconnected. A lot of times um, we have something that just, some ailment that just doesn't seem to go away. And then sometimes maybe the prayer teams are listening to the, to the Holy Spirit and they realize that maybe there's a forgiveness issue or there's something else. And once they hit on that and the, and the person's willing, bam, they're, they're healed. It's amazing. So, because um, we, are, we are multifaceted individuals. <laughs> there's a lot going on within us. Uh, but the Lord knows. He's not overwhelmed by any of that, right? Um, so if you need healing, please come up this way. And do you guys have any words of knowledge? Yeah. Um, I sense tenderness. Um, if you have anything emotional, you can ask us for prayers. Love me. So I, I've been thinking a lot about vision, and I don't know if it's just, um, you know, just your natural vision or, or just the, the vision that we uh, have in the spirit, but um, yeah. um, so uh, brain fog 
And um, the other thing I was getting is depression. So. I was getting the same thing about sadness. Yes, no? No, okay. And so um, a lot of times we don't describe this much, but when we're talking words of knowledge, when they're saying left knee, it's not really that God's saying left, well, it's more of that they're saying, or fogness, fogginess, they're saying that this is, this is things God wants to touch and to heal. Most of you know that, but if you don't, that's, that's, it's an invitation by the Lord saying, if you'd like some freedom in these areas, come on up. This is a really safe place. Like, we're, we're here to love you. We're here to pray for you. We're not here to judge you at all. We're here just to, to, try, to try, the with God's grace, to love you the way he loves you. That's what we want to do. And um, so if you don't want prayer, this is a time when you can mingle or you can leave. And um, I would just say this, too, though. What we do still find, even in a group, you know, a group of any size, there's people who come who... who desperately need connection with others and sometimes they come lonely and they leave lonely i'm saying if you're one of those people that needs connection that that came here hoping for some connection please step out i know that's hard sometimes but just step out and try to meet someone and for the for those of you maybe that's that's not who you are but look for somebody you know to just just talk to them all right and um so i bless you and father i let me pray over you because I, I think, again, Lord, you planted lots of seeds within us tonight of, uh, of, of intimacy, of closeness, of, of connection, of the things that we get to experience with you. And so thank you, God. We're not leaving here on our own ever. You go with us. Wherever we go, you are there. And sweet Holy Spirit, you've been given to us to counsel us, to lead us, to coach us. So whatever we need, if we need, um, uh, whatever we need that we feel like we're lacking, Holy Spirit, show us what we really have in Christ. And this week, I'm asking you to lead us into, into close connection, intimacy, that we're thinking about the Lord more, feeling the Lord more, encountering him more. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you all. Come this way if you want prayer.